Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round three sees the Green Machine return home to GIO Stadium to take on the Gold Coast Titans after what was a pretty disappointing loss up there in Townsville in round two. Joining me on the podcast this week is Rosie Harrison from the Raiders' digital team. Hello, Rosie. Hey, Ben. And joining us for the first time this year is uh, Harry Rushton. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. good. Plenty happening this week. Uh, We're going to dive straight into it. Um, So first of all, let's go around the horn. Yeah, obviously the big news item of the week is the news that Josh Hodgson has unfortunately played his last game for the club after scans uh, revealed some further damage to his knee. Uh, he'll go in for sur- he's gone in for surgery this week and um, he'll have that repaired and get himself uh, right as soon as possible. Harry, from a playing group perspective, um, you know, your fellow countrymen as well, really disappointing news for Hodjo to, to end his career with the Raiders like this. Yeah, he's massive for the playing group. Um, he's a big leader, uh, probably probably the biggest leader for me personally. Um, he's really uh, really helped me. He's really helped me. Um, he's welcomed me here, and um, yeah, really helped me along, giving me tips. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a proper proper good bloke, and it's uh, devastating really for him and the squad. Yeah, well, he's such an instrumental and influential player, both on and off the field. And um, although we knew that he was leaving at the end of this season, it, it's obviously going to change the way that um, we go about things probably on the field uh, for the remainder of this season with obviously Tom Starling now the, the first choice number nine and guys like Matty Frawley and Adrian Trevilli and um, there as backup. Yeah, um, well he showed last week he gave Trevor a really good opportunity and uh, I think he took it with both hands, he played really well. Um, Frawley's been training there uh, over the off-season um, and he's been really strong in the middle so we've got good backup there um, but obviously would have been great to have Hodge this season but... Um, yeah, it's something that we'll have to work around and adjust to. Rosie, we saw um, obviously the outpouring of emotion from his teammates on social media through their Instagram uh, posts and things like that. You can just tell that he means so much to this group. Yeah, it was really nice to see a lot of the boys getting around him. And yeah, it's just devastating news for the team and, and for him. But I think um, a few of the boys mentioned earlier as well in the day that um, it sort of gives that mo- more motivation for the team to do well and to sort of play for him and get that um, get that win for him. That's right. Yeah, He'll commence his rehab with the... For his knee injury, you know, as soon as he's able to get back into the gym and things like that. And uh, the hope is that he can, you know, sort of work his way uh, with the coaching staff for the rest of the year as well, Harry, which is going to help those young guys as well, having someone like Josh's voice in and around the group and, and just pointing a few things out here and there. Yeah, he's uh, he understands the game really well. Um, obviously, he played, he's played international. He's played a huge amount of games for the Raiders. So, yeah, he's, uh, it'll be good for young Trevi coming in at nine, but also for the rest of us from a... Uh, Leadership point of view. Brad Schneider makes his return to the team this week, Rosie, after a week in COVID isolation. Uh, nice for him to get um, back onto the field and try and um, build some momentum into what's been a disrupted season so far for him. Yeah, definitely. Obviously played round one. I thought he played really well in that game. And yeah, really unlucky to, to get COVID um, sort of round two. And yeah, it's great to see him back um, looking fit in that. He was out in the field today. And um, yeah, really great to hear him Finn, to start building that combination with Jack and the rest of the spine. Harry, you probably... Um, spent a bit of time on the same side of the field as him uh, during pre-season because you know, with Jamal training as the first choice seven, he would have been uh, alongside you guys a fair bit. Um, how have you found his development this uh, pre-season? 
yeah, he's, he's stepped up massively. Um, he's really had to lead our New South Wales Cup team. Um, obviously with Sammy Williams, uh, but a lot of the older boys that were there last year have gone. And uh, he's really stepped up starting training and showed in his NRL game. He was really good. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him back in this weekend. Uh, round three of the NRL is also multicultural round. And uh, there's a, a very, very vast mix of cultures within uh, the NRL playing group, which we're finding out this week. We're asking the boys all about where they're from and, and their cultural heritage. Uh, Harry, pretty easy to tell where you're from. <laughs> we were joking about this with Elliot a bit earlier. What would you describe the, uh, the English culture? What is it that, that makes English people English? To be honest, uh, <laughs> a few pints um, and a few, yeah, a few pints and pies. Yeah, we're not very exciting <laughs> people. To be honest, <laughs> I find that coming over here, it's um, it's very different over here. But um, I guess we're all pretty pretty honest people, and I think you can tell by the way a lot of the English players play. They're pretty pretty honest players. Yeah, I think I love about English people is just their passion, particularly for their sporting teams and completely different crowds and environments and stuff at games here. Uh, in Australia compared to England, but uh, two very different but two very good crowds uh, that get behind their teams. Yeah, yeah, back home it's a lot of chanting um, and if you're, if you're not going too well, you'll have a bad chant about it, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, over here the, the fans are really supportive. Um, obviously I've been to all the home games watching the boys and I've played uh, before a couple for the um, cup team and yeah, the, the fans here are they're great, uh, really loud and uh, yeah, it's I went, up, uh, I went away last week to uh, the Cowboys game, watched that, and it's nothing like the fans down there at the Raiders. Yep. The uh, the chance. Now, you only were a young guy when you were playing over there. Did, did they have one for you? No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. English listeners, we want you to come up with a chance, a chant for Harry Rushton for when he makes his Raiders debut. Uh, but, yeah, great to see that all the cultures celebrated, Rosie. And we would have one of the most diverse cultural groups uh, amongst the NRL, I would say. Oh, for sure. Yeah, even this morning, our training, great, grabbing um, each of the boys, their cultures and stuff. And there were some that I was surprised about um, that didn't know um, of. But, um, yeah, definitely vast. And they're also proud to, to be um, part of that culture as well. Like, they, yeah, they just want to represent represent their regions. Raiders and the Cowboys, 26 points to six up there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. A disappointing performance, not what we were looking for uh, heading into uh, the start of the season. Harry, um, conditions probably paid a little bit up there. You were on the sideline for that game, but um, the Cowboys pretty much just out enthused us on the night. Yeah, they were um, they were really enthusiastic in the defence. Um, they kept us in our twenty quite a few times. Um, a lot of their tries were off um, off kicks, um, but I guess you create your own look. Really, um, they dominated the field position. Um, but it's something we can build off. Uh, I think uh, Ricky mentioned that we only missed eighteen tackles, uh, which is better than the week before. Um, so our defence was good, obviously not good enough, but yeah, it's something to build on next week, and uh, I'm sure we'll bounce back. Yeah, I was going to mention that the defensive effort amongst the squad was pretty good, as you mentioned, the tries coming off kicks. And probably the other thing that um, probably went against us was just our handling errors. We just made too many and turned um, ball over in field position, which gave them opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's, it was similar in Cup actually this week. Um, it kills you really when you've uh, when you've defended a big set and then to play two, play three, you, you knock it on, it really takes it out of you. But um, that's something we're going to fix up this week. We started today with our fundamental skills and uh, it's... What's good for us, it's, a, it's an easy fix. Um, it's not something really technical, it's just staying concentrated when we're uh, under fatigue. Adrian Trevillian made his debut in front of his family up in Townsville. You played a bit of footy with him. Uh, how do you think he went out there? Yeah, really good. He's a good mate of mine, Trevi. A uh, real humble, humble guy. Um, no, he's really good. Um, 
he worked so hard in D. I think he played 20 odd minutes, 20 odd tackles, um, which is a really good effort from him. And I think that's what you'll get from Trevi. Um, from from what I've seen of him and um, when I've played with him, um, you can tell he's not the most flashy player, but he's a really, really hard worker. We're not going to dwell too much on that game. We might put that one to bed and we'll move on uh, to the next uh, round against the Titans shortly. But next we'll have a chat to Harry and find a bit about more about him and how he's settling into the Raiders squad. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Harry Rushton joins us this week on the NRL podcast Behind the Limelight for the Canberra Raiders. Harry, tell us a little bit about how you've settled into life in Australia. Obviously a big move for a young guy to come over here. Um, I suppose the big bonus was that um, you had a few familiar sounding accents when you arrived. Yeah, um, I've been here a while now, uh, about 18 months. But yeah, when I got here, I didn't know anyone. Um, but I think regardless of whether they were English, Aussie or wherever they were from, they really welcomed me here. Um, didn't, obviously, I played at Wigan. Um, that's where Sutty played and also George Williams when he was here. Um, so it was nice to have them here because they were, they sort of had, um, they were similar to me, sort of. They came over here, they didn't really know anyone. Uh, but then again, all the young boys, even the old boys, have really welcomed me. And uh, you can tell it's part, um, we're like a family here, really, uh, rather than a club. I remember when you first arrived, you had to spend a couple of weeks in quarantine and you were training in a hotel room and things like that. What was going through your head at that point? What were you thinking? Oh, what have I got myself into here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a bit depressing them two weeks. Um, but it's it was coming from the grey clouds of England to the, the sunny weather in Sydney. Uh, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, I was pretty nervous then. Um, obviously, I'd only played one Super League game. I'd not really trained uh, first grade much over there. So coming over here, it was a big step up. Um, but obviously, the boys really helped me. And I think I've changed a lot since uh, since then, back 18 months ago. And you had a chance to go home for Christmas, did you? Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Um, a bit of a blessing. Well, not a blessing. I got COVID over there. <laughs> so I ended up staying um, for about 10, 14, 10, 14 more days. Um yeah, it was good being with my family, really refreshing, and uh, I think it's really boosted me going into the season. You had a bit of an unfortunate end to last season through injury. Uh, tell us about the process of getting yourself uh, back onto the field this year and making sure that you were ready to go for when the trials rolled around. Yeah, that was really frustrating. Uh, I think it was two days before I was meant to go up to Gold Coast with the boys. Um, yeah, but... It was good being down here with a couple of the young lads. It helped me bond with them a lot more. Um, but it was a lot of training on my own in pairs. So it was a pretty lonely time, but it was, it was good because it made me get my head down and focus on... I was a bit... I was, well, I wasn't fat, but I was a bit fat by then. So <laughs> I, I got rid of a bit of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was a, long, a long 10 weeks um, getting back. But then when I got into pre-season, I was ready to hit the ground rolling. You had your opportunity to get some field time uh, during the trials, and obviously now that New South Wales Cup's back, it's it's giving you the chance to you know get in front of the coaches and impress. Uh, uh, how do you think you've, you've started the season so far, and, and what are you looking to build on? Yeah, well, I've transitioned into the middle from uh, back row last year, um, so that's a bit new to me, um, but it's really good. We've got um, Mick Crawley, who's really pushing the uh, pushing the pass with us, uh, which I really like. Um, Quite like ball playing, um, so yeah, it's it's been good. Uh, I played, didn't play too much in the trials, but I've had sixty to seventy minutes in the first two cup games, and um, yeah, it's been it's been hard playing the big minutes, but um, yeah, I feel like I've really stepped up, and um, it's been good trying to lead the boys as well. What are some of your aspirations for the rest of the twenty twenty two season? Um, I just want to keep playing good. Really, um, I'm hoping to get my debut eventually when I've uh, when I deserve it. Um, but yeah, it's it's good being in the cup, and we, I think. 
We need to get a few wins, to be honest. We've got um, started off with a couple of losses, which is really disappointing. Um, so first and foremost, we uh, we need to go out there on Saturday and get the win. There's a few NRL experience as well in the Cup side. You've got Sam Williams and Croker, and that must be really helpful as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Ryan Sutton in the middle. Yeah, he's really good. He's like a mentor for me. Uh, but yeah, Sam Williams um, leads us around the park. Uh, but I think the young boys have really stepped up. Although we lost on the weekend, I think it was 12 all at half time. Uh, they had a fair bit of NRL experience in their team. Um, in the first half, we did up really well, um, but it was just it was just a better footy team really that beat us in the second half, which we need to build on this week. And Joel, our coach, has uh, been through it this morning with us, and um, yeah, just like the first team, it's simple fundamental skills that we need to brush up on. Now, as a as a young Englishman coming out to Australia, what are the things that that took you a while to get your head around when you first moved to Australia? Is there anything that you were a bit confused about or something that you couldn't just understand how we do things out here? <laughs> yeah, after um, after every sentence, they say but. <laughs> and I was always waiting for something else to come. <laughs> and it never came. <laughs> but now, I, I, I'm saying, I've started saying it now, which is, yeah, it's, it's confusing to me. I'm a family, my family, my, my friends were like, but what, but what? <laughs> I, was, I don't know. Raiders v Titans, GIA Stadium, Saturday night, 7.35pm. The teams are in, uh, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, Jordan Rampana and Brad Schneider back into the team. Uh, Nick Kotrich has been also named on the wing to hopefully return from that little uh, quad injury that kept him out of the game at the last minute against the Cowboys. Uh, Harry, this is a a pretty important game, and and no doubt the the team is um, looking to make amends for last weekend. Yeah, Ricky spoke today um, about not having two losses in a row, and uh, I think well, all the boys don't want a loss at all. But definitely two losses in a row isn't acceptable. Um, so I think the boys will really, really rile up this weekend, and um, I hope, really hope they get the win. Yeah, Jordan Pine is going to be such a big um, inclusion in the team um, back. He just brings out so much energy and experience to the side. So yeah, I think he's a definitely a massive inclusion. Yeah, Jordan himself, uh, he won the Malmeninga Medal last year. Um, you know, played fullback, played wing. Um, you guys were obviously that the guys were obviously up in Queensland, so you probably missed um, that part of it. But his season was um, pretty special last year for a guy, um, you know, that's always been um, a player that plays at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, he's phenomenal uh, in training. He'll jump in at the back row, he'll jump in centre, fullback wing, and he just kills it every single time. Um, yeah, he's really good, and he might not be a leader when he talks, but with his actions, uh, he's he really really leads the boys. I think. Talking about players that have played in the back row and moved into the middle, Elliot Whitehead, um, obviously very experienced player at this level. He's played for his country um, and he's you know a wonderful talent. Um, how do you think that the old fellow's going in the middle of the field? Do you reckon he's liking it? <laughs> I don't know if he's liking it. Um, if, I mean, he's pretty similar to me. He went from back row to middle and it's, it's a big step up in physicality and it's a lot tougher than what you think playing big minutes, but he's, he's going really well. Yeah, he's... Um, He's a good link between the halves this year, which I don't think we really had last year. Um, but yeah, I think he'll he'll keep building on his game as he's uh, getting used to playing in the middle. Yeah, I think he's going to get better and better in that position, Rosie, because mm-hmm. his skill level's so high and what he can do with the ball. We've seen him like play 5-8 at a pinch for the Raiders before, so he's going to be a guy that can add some extra value to that middle part of the field. 100%. He also sort of serves as that link between you know the halves and the hooker. He's just got that ball-playing skills as well as running hard and tackling hard. So I think the move to the middle is a great idea, and I think he's doing really well. Yep, he sure is. He's the captain of the team and playing some good football as well. The Titans forward pack, um, we all know they've got plenty of um, big names in there, led by David Fafida, Tino Fasua Malawi. Um, they're going to be a, a pack that we need to get on top of if we need to win this game. 
Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're a very big pack and they're a very good pack. But I think it'll come down to who wants it more this weekend. Um, as we said about the game last week, um, the Cowboys out infused us, um, and I don't think that'll happen this week. Um, I think the boys, regardless of skill and ability, will really put one over the Titans. The battle of the fullbacks is one that I'm looking forward to, Rosie. Uh, Chance Nickel Cookstar, obviously, up against Jaden Campbell. And um, both of those guys bring something different to their respective teams. Yeah, I have watched a bit of the Titans Warriors game on the weekend. And yeah, I thought Jaden Campbell, every time he had the ball, he looked so dangerous and so quick. So um, that's going to be tough to stop. But yeah, Chance, um, he's just a great positional player and he's always in the right position. And um, yeah, he needs defence as well. So it's going to be a good battle. Um, and yeah, hopefully, Chance is a good game. That's right. Multicultural round. There's plenty happening in and around the ground to celebrate that this week at GIA Stadium and also three games of football. Harry, you'll be playing in the New South Wales Cup game. Great opportunity to get back and play some football on GIA Stadium for the guys that aren't playing in the NRL team at the moment. Yeah, it was really good last year. A um, few fans coming down and watching, getting there early, um, which was really good, an experience um, that will help a lot of the boys when they get into NRL. But yeah, we really want to get out there, similar to NRL, and get that get that win this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Three grades happening at GIO Stadium, Jersey Flag, and New South Wales Cup, and of course the main game at 7.35pm, all part of NRL Multicultural Round. All right, this is the part of the podcast where we make some predictions to see something that may happen in the game this weekend. Last week I had Elliot Whitehead to score. He missed out. Uh, Rosie and Lauren. Lauren picked for, uh, went for Trev uh, to score a try on debut. He missed out. And uh, Trey Mooney, who was our guest last week, went for Nick Kotrick to score off a of Jack White and Grubber. So no points last week. I think I still lead with one from the first round. Uh, Rosie, what are you picking for us this week? I'm going to go with Jordan Rupp and a double. I think he'll make such an impact um, on the wing and, yeah, he'll get two tries. There you go. Harry, what have you got for us this week? Um, I've got Big Papa crashing over in the middle and, uh, yeah, that's, yep. that's my prediction. That is, a, that is a pretty good one. He's good for one of those every couple of games, uh, Papa. I'm going to back it up and I'm going to go Elliot this week. I just think um, I just think he's due for a try and uh, I know how much he likes getting over the line, so I'm going to back him up again. Uh, this weekend. Harry Rushton, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, all the best of luck, not only for this weekend, but for the rest of the season as well. Yeah, thank you, Ben. And Rosie. Thanks, Rosie. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital.